Yo guys, what's good? I hope um, all of you are having a, a good weekend. Depends if you're listening to this on the on the day that I post this thing. Um, this is just a short one, mainly me just posting um, an uh, an episode for the jits of it, and uh, also a small small summary of the week and uh, a tiny bit of a preview for. For a bit of tennis uh, next week. Uh, because I'm choosing to record this on, on on the Saturday and not the the Sunday of the of the week, uh, I don't really have a main draw on my on my phone uh, for the Abu Dhabi the 500 and uh, the 250 in Linz, and that's in Austria. If I'm if I'm being precise. Um, there's three things I'm going to go over, and uh, one of them is this tournament in Leon, and uh, the other is the tournament in Hawaii, and then uh, a bit of qualies. There's a couple of stuff in Hawaii that I'll, I'll start off uh, with. There are uh, three players I'm going to discuss, and it's Andrescu, Jinio Wang, and, uh, and Julian. I spoke about Jilin in, in I think the previous episode. Maybe it was on my Twitter or something. Like, I spoke about how Jilin, along with uh, Magdalenette in the Australian Open, were the two best players relative to like the expectations we had from the players. I guess you can talk about Ibakina and Sabalenka playing extraordinary. And that's true. But Jilin and Magdalenette, man, like the, the like the craziest shit they played, like the the way they played, um, like phenomenal tennis. Like relative to what you're expecting, let's say you have, um, I don't know, let's say you have Serena Williams and Ash Body playing tennis, you're expecting great tennis, isn't it? Like you're, uh, it's not a surprise that they're leveling like great tennis. Same with like, let's say you have uh, Iga Swiatek and the French Open, you're expecting great tennis. Julien and Magdalenet, you're not expecting great tennis, you're expecting, you know, um, good tennis. But man, they delivered. And uh, the the question I had in my head was, um, is Julian going to going to have that kind of level like during the season? Like, is that even sustainable? You know, like there's there's a limit, and then there is a ceiling, and then there is potential, and then there is you know where you're at. And uh, I mean that's her ceiling, man. Like, there's no way she'll get better than this. And uh, it's kind of uh, as much as I've said, uh, Julian has had some like some stuff on tour that uh, makes me not like her like there's, there's, there's some stuff she's done that's um uh, unsportsmanship like like there's this i'm not going to go into it but like let's say she wins a point and the point is like totally fault like it's not supposed to be her point and even if the like the, the opponent calls her out she, she won't uh i mean like, <laughs> let's say it's like it's super obvious like she'll face uh, she'll save uh, save her face obviously but like, let's say it's not, but it is like for for the audience, I guess. Um, she she'll take the point. Like there's so many stuff she does, uh, like she's done during the years, <laughs> that I just can't like fully support her. But I'll say this: it is super awesome to see a player that's been striving or I'm not striving, uh, grinding in the ITF. Like Julian has been grinding in the ITF, man. She hasn't been playing on tour. So when you see a player playing on uh, the ITF. And then successfully going up to the tour and getting success on tour after playing like uh, after like 
grinding years in the ITF, you get kind of excited. Like, no matter if the player is 19, 20, 29, 25, when you're successfully coming up from the ITF and then having success on tour, it's, uh, it's a thrill to watch. Uh, especially for... <sighs> not everyone are, you know, tennis fans that follow the ITF, but, uh, like, let's say for, for me, for example, that's awesome, man. Like, uh, a ton of matches I've seen this Julian and ITF, and, and the level is extraordinary from her right now. Uh... It's awesome. I think it's it has a lot with mentally. Like, uh, like, uh, do you believe in yourself? Can you do it on tour? Can you do it against the tour players? Uh, obviously, she can, and it's it's fun to see. Either way, um, uh, that's that's enough about Julian Jin Yu. This week has been playing extraordinary as well. She lost to Julian. It's funny because Jin Yu, like, uh, in reality, Jin Yu is like th the mentor of Julian, but she's like ten years younger. <laughs> okay, maybe not ten. She's like, she's like half a dozen years younger than Julin, but they're doubles partners. And Jin Yu is like someone that Julin looks up to. Um, like Jin Yu is, uh, uh, I wouldn't say mentor, but Julin um, definitely looks up to to Jin Yu. And uh, uh, the reason, like the only reason I thought Jin Yu could beat Julin is like due to that factor that like, like and technically like Jin Yu is way better than Julin. Like truly, um, but obviously a form-wise, etc. Like the ceiling that Julian is performing at right now is is, is insane. Uh, so obviously, like like fully deserved to be to to play the final tomorrow, and she'll play Serenko. Not what I really expected, and uh, uh, Serenko is like I say this about a lot of players. I'll say that Conta Vetribakina, I don't know players, but Serenko is actually one of the players I, uh, I've always like, um, like I've loved their tennis. Like uh, it doesn't have to be off court, even though you know that she she kind of has you know some cool stuff off court, like on like, a lot of charity support, etc. Cetera, et cetera, but like her tennis, her tennis is amazing. Like I really love it. Um, awesome to see her play the final. I thought Andrescu would be too much for her. Like. Uh, even her being 33 years old, it's crazy to me that her fitness is actually above Andrescu's. Like, the opposite of what I was expecting on court. Uh, then again, to be honest, like, Andrescu should have won. Like, if you're serving at 5-3, uh, you have like, uh, I don't know, 5-4, 5-3, whatever. You're serving for set and then you, like, you're losing 8 games in a row. Obviously, there's something wrong with you. Like, um, <sighs> maybe not wrong with you, but obviously, you're not performing as you should. So, like... Uh, you know, it's hoffish gifted to Serenko, but either way, like, way, 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 way better level than, than, than what we saw, like, last year, for example. And, um... What's her name? Andrescu does this thing with, uh... Her retiring or taking, like, medical timeouts when she's losing, and it's, uh, it's annoying. Like, even when I have money on her, and, you know, I kind of want her to retire, obviously, uh... I still get frustrated and mad when she retires. Like, this is not a first-time thing. This is a repetitive thing. Like, she did the same in Toronto, where she took a medical timeout down, like, double break against Kazatkina. And, you know, I, I thoroughly remember this because that day I had a bet on Kazatkina. And, uh, like, the way she lost, like, super disgusting, man. Like, she took two, no, three medical timeouts in one set against Kazatkina. She won the tiebreak, did not take a single uh, medical timeout in the, in, in the second set, and she won the straights. 
I think. I, I can't really remember. Uh, Toronto. Uh, I might look up the score later, but um, yeah, man, that is horrific. Like that, that's that's kind of, that's the kind of stuff that's truly like uh, the, the stuff that you'd want an article about or something. But you don't get it. Like you never see it. Instead, you'll see articles about like Es Retic waving her arms or um, uh, I don't know, like uh, Nick Kyrgios uh, like smashing his racket. Instead, you'll see articles about that and. Uh, Man, like the, the sport, some of the people are so soft. Like the the the, the, the people that cover the sport, etc. Like it, it, it does piss me off a bit. Anyway, Jinyu, Ju, Andrescu, and Serenko. Yeah, I think I spoke about all of them. Um, Leon. There's not a ton to say. There's only two names that I'm going to talk about, and this is, is Carlos Garcia and Alicia Parks. Alicia Parks. I say this now, I'll say this last year, I'll say this last month, I'll say this next month. Any surface outside of indoors, she's not a good player. Like, it's the truth. Like, there's, there's, and there's nothing wrong with it. I think she's, um... She's, uh... I don't know what the word is, I don't want to call her mid. But uh, I think mid is the perfect word for it. She's very mid when it comes to, like, um... Um, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is the name, man? <laughs> the fuck is the name? <laughs> when it comes to indoors, man, she's fucking insane. Because there's only one thing you need when you're playing indoors. Like, just ask John Isner. Like, uh, 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 ask all of these, like, huge servers, man. Like, it's fucking impossible to break them because... Like, the only chance you have is, is on second service, truly. And uh, if you're going to play a tennis match and only win points of second serves, like obviously you got a huge disadvantage. And I'm telling you, half of the WTA tour, they 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 uh they they play they play a lot more second serves than Alicia Parks. And when um, what like the truth of it, like uh, serves matter, man. Like they, they matter, and uh, the fucking stuff she pulls up is insane. So. Uh, Let's just like, let's just, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the tournament, I think Angers. I know I butchered it, like, totally, it's not going to be Angers, but she played Zhuai Zhang in some tournament, like, in November, December, something like that. And, um, bro, she hit, like, 22 aces. <laughs> like, 22 aces, man, you won't even see an AT player, player, ATP player do that, so, um, but there's nothing I can say about it, innit? like, there's nothing I can say about it. But then, you know, you'll see her play on hard courts, you'll see her play on clay courts, like, like, dude, I'll fade her with, uh, like, she'll lose to, what's her name, man, uh, Francisca Kermi, like, the girl is ranked, like, 550, and, uh, and she'll lose to her 100%, like, she, they played, and uh, she beats Kermi in three sets, but, like, she should've lost it. And on hard courts, like she lose to uh, Alexandra Ignati Kadant on hard courts. Like she lost her on the US Open qualies. She almost lost to Bozovic. She lost to 15 year old Saya Balik in, in Australian Open qualies. Uh, anytime we go like any any court outside of indoors, like anytime there's a bit of air, I dude, she's fucked. Like, and I'm not saying she can't work on her like on her tennis, on her technique, on her technicality, on the way she plays. But uh, she's like a. She's like Pliskova, but without the, but without the, like, let me put it on the, like, how do I say this, like, as an adjective? 
seasoned. She's like an unseasoned Plishkova. Doesn't mean she's shit, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's it, basically. She's an unseasoned Plishkova, so... she's Except she's got a better serve and, you know, a worse game. And, uh, you know, I've said this a ton of times. Plishkova is Plishkova, but uh, come on, like... There's nothing super special about 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 both players, and uh, yeah, man, I, I'm having a super hard time to describe Alicia. Like, uh, I, honestly, obviously, I'm happy for her. like I'm like, any time. Honestly, any time a player comes up from the ITF, because like, dude, uh, not only I'm betting on Alicia Parks matches during 2021, 2022, but uh, I've also watched like a ton of matches. And I said this with Julian, I'll say this with Alicia Parks. Anytime a player from the ITF comes up and then plays, you know, like tour level matches, wins those tour level matches, gets attraction, etc., etc., it's, it's amazing. Like, it's. Ah, uh, what's the word? I get happy. Like, I really get happy. A lot. Uh, like, like, brings a smile to my face. Uh, but uh, when someone gets overhyped, it's also a bit annoying because. Uh, like they haven't been, they haven't seen her play for years. Like they haven't been through that, like uh, uh, that, that that process of seeing her play and you know, uh, knowing how bad she can be, uh, is uh, it's uh, it's interesting uh, to to see what will happen in the future. But we'll see, man. Like uh, I'm not going to say that um, she won't develop develop enough, like to to play on. Ignore hardcore, like let's say clay. Who knows, man? Like uh, her, her shot selection, etc. I don't know, man. She she might uh, improve it, and then who knows? Like she has a huge serve, and that alone is 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 uh, is a is a tremendous advantage, like huge advantage. All right, that's enough about Leon. Uh, also, Cairo. Um, like, dude, I've spoken about her a ton of times. Uh, such a high high risk, high reward game. Uh, like fucking uh, huge, like a huge, huge game when it comes to overpowering shots. Like uh, the way she played against um, what's her name, AVU. The way she played against the Paulini, it's all overpowering. Like it's all overpowering the opponent. And uh, the the reason I say it's high risk, high reward. The the when it goes wrong. Instead of being 45 winners like she had against Martinsova, she'll have 45 unforced errors. And that's the thing, like, uh, as soon as those shots uh, don't paint the lines anymore, it's, it's a disaster, you know? So, um, but that's, that's, that's the way she plays. And uh, honestly, I love it. Like, I'll say it again. I'll say it when, I said, when she played in Cincy. Uh, when she played in Cincinnati and won the tournament, like, dude, I freaking loved every single match of it because she was unbeatable. I, uh, it, it was scary to bet against her. Like, truly scary, man. Like, the same way it's scary to bet against Alicia Parks indoors, it's scary to, be, to bet against uh, Cairo uh, during that period of, like, uh, July 2022 and, uh, I don't know, like, uh, November 2022. Like, between that period, not a single person wanted to fade uh, Garcia, and that includes me. Not only that, I, I took her every single match, and man, it was worth every single bet. Except the one where she played Daniel Collins uh, on... Uh, I can't remember the fucking name. San Diego, maybe? I'm not sure. Uh, but except that except that match, I was 100% on Collins, but... <laughs> all the other matches, man. Like, uh, and Shratek in Warzone, I think I... 
dude, in my head, I just said, like, there's no way Shreyatek will lose this in Warzone in her, in her hometown. But, man, Kawa, the way she played that game. Yeah. Um, Abu Dhabi qualities? They're, um... Alright, the main draws actually, one sec. Yeah, Stremska and Sigmund. Uh, Maggie Freck and uh, we'll play Jang. I've spoken about Jang before, you know, I saw her playing on person actually. Uh, I've never seen her play in person on, on hardcourts. I've seen her play on clay. Dude, the way she plays on clay is actually really nice. And uh, I think she's like 70 and 30 on clay. Like an insane record. Like I think she went like 40 and 10 uh, last year. Or the year before that, I have no idea. Uh, but she played here in, in Bostad and... Um, She's really good. Like she has a huge defense. Uh, offensively, you know, she's. I'm. I'm sorry. She has a huge offense, but uh, defensively, she's not. You know, she's not the best player. Uh, but sometimes that's enough. Like that's enough. You. All you need to do is, is to be offensive. And um, it's it. It gets scary when you're playing her on hard courts as well, because um, the the fitness she has and athleticism, it's. It's it's like uh, I don't know. It's like a car, man. Like she doesn't stop. Uh, but uh, you know her matchup is is kind of uh, rough in round one. She plays Maggie Freck and uh, Magdalena Freck is is on a good day. It's fucking awesome, man. Like uh, uh, you know, I don't care about her record, etc. She doesn't even have a good record, but man, her tennis is insane. And I say this over years of watching her. Like there's not a lot of Polish players I love. Uh, but uh, Freck, I love man, like uh, she's awesome. Uh, the other qualities are like super uh, interesting. Like we have Maldenovic against Leila. Uh, Zanevska will play Ochishima. Zavatska will play Ochishima, the Ukrainian, uh, the really tall Ukrainian. Uh, also, she has a huge serve. Uh, her, her style, or like stylistic. Uh, Chishima should be way better than her, uh, like in a rally, etc. Like, Chishima should beat, that, beat her. Uh, but, um, again, Zavatska is a huge server, so um, it's, 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 uh, it's a tough matchup for both of them because uh, one is a huge returner and one is a huge server. Uh, Gabi will play Martinsova, and uh, I don't know. Uh, Gabi Ruiz has been like. Like, dude, she lost to this South Korean uh, player. Uh, I can't. I oh fuck. I can't pronounce her name, man. Naye Sanhyun. Ah, uh, I don't even want to say. I, like, I don't even want to pronounce names because I just mess it up. And then there's a recording of me saying a name that's totally butchered. It sucks. Naye Hun San. Anyway, uh, she lost to her, and uh, that hurt, man. I, I had a ton of money on Gabby, and <laughs> like, I don't know, man. If she keeps losing to these scrubs, like, it's, it's, it's like, dude, I can't. I can't really better anymore, like. And I know how good she can be, like, I know how good Gabi can be. So, uh, I don't know, it leaves me, like, like uh, impossible to bet any matches. Because Feringer is, like, uh, is equally as hard, because I know how good she can be. But but betting her right now is, is, is terrible, because I know how bad she plays sometimes. So it's fucking insane. Patinsova plays Zakharova. Dude, Zakharova and, uh, and, and Hua Hin was insane. Like, dude, insane. Uh, she played uh, uh, AKS in the first round. And uh, I didn't watch a ton. Uh, but I watched, like, uh, the first 10 minutes. The, the defense she had. 
the same kind of shit I saw from Magdalene in the Australian Open, it's unplayable, man. Like, you can't beat her. And the thing is, she played Potenza, but Potenza were both coming in here with, like, a mentally uh, huge, uh, huge mindset. Like, she needs to win this because she lost in the first round of the, the fucking uh, Hiwa Hin against Heather Watson, man. Uh, obviously, Heather Watson played amazing, but... Uh, like I'm, like I'm sure that her and her coach, they wanted to play the final. Like they they were they were not going to Thailand to lose in the first round against Heather Watson. So, uh, th- you know that alone, it's kind of hard to to, to fade her. You know, like the whole mindset she has is she wants to win. Uh, but let's say she didn't play in Thailand. Honestly, I would have bet I would have betted uh, Sakharova tomorrow at like plus two fifty. It's insane, man. Like she was playing insane against Andrescu. And, uh, and then AKS, she beat on the AKS. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, her performance against Andrescu was uh, really fun to watch. Um, uh, what else do we have? Insane, man. <laughs> what is Vera Zonareva playing again? What? Did, <laughs> when was the last time I saw her play? <laughs> I don't know what Zonzereva is doing here. Dude, I, I can never pronounce her name. I couldn't do it a year ago. I can't do it today. It fucking hurts my eyes, man. I'll just call her Vera. What is Vera doing here? I have no idea. I don't think I've seen her play since... Uh, I think she lost to like Queen, uh, Queen Wenzheng in, in India Wells last year. She hasn't played since then. Yeah, that's insane, man. Like, uh, plus 400 against Shelby Rogers? Like, dude, we're talking about a former world number two or not? Like, I think she was number one once. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I'll definitely watch the match. I don't think I'll have a bet on it. Like, the odds are crazy for Rogers either way. Like, I won't bet Shelby. So, um, yeah, that's nice to see her back, I guess. Uh, Abdumirova will play Diane Parry. Diane Perry, the worst French player, I'll say this 500 times, but the, like, honestly, the, one of the best backhands on tour. It's funny how that goes hand in hand, like, she has the best backhand on tour. Not the best technically, but, like, the, like, the most beautiful backhand I've seen. But she'll still, sh- like, she'll still, she's still shit, like, as a player. Uh, so that's kind of sad. Like, <laughs> just wasted, wasted potential, man. Like, imagine she was with that back, she'll, she'd get so much attention, man. Uh, Stefani playing Bonaventure. <sighs> Sasnovich playing Miriam Birkelin. Miriam Birkelin being uh, in, a, in a decent, like, really good form, to be honest. Um, played. Uh, she played really good against Jenny. Like, uh, it wasn't even a bad performance, uh, but she lost the streets. She played tremendously against that Thai, Thai. I can't. I can't pronounce the name. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name. But it was an, uh, an opponent from Thailand uh, that I think like wasn't a dude. I don't know, like 40 and 10 record. I think. Like honestly, I'm making up these records now. But uh, I'm. I'm just trying to make it uh, like similar to to like what it is. Like let's say I say 40 and 10, but you know she's maybe like 55 and 15. I have no idea. Either way, a uh, huge ITF player. Uh, she beat her in straights. Lost to Junior. And Sasnovich, man, her, her shot selections. It's like she's mentally, like during during a tennis match, 
she's on like 400 milligrams of caffeine like injected in her blood man like she plays crazy and it makes zero sense man like if i have a better her, dude i don't even want to watch because <sighs> i don't know like the thing she does is so dumb like makes zero sense i keep saying dumb players martha kostiak joai jang uh Sosnovich is in there Again, that doesn't like, dude. I love Sastovich outside of court. She's such a like wonderful human being. Like she's so nice. Uh, not you know, not the like not charity stuff for Sarah, but like during interviews, etc. She's just so uh, I don't know. She's just so happy, like joyful. Uh, I think there was an interview where, like when she beats Simo Halep. She said, uh, <laughs> she's something like, I didn't expect to win. I was already I was already booking my ticket home tomorrow, and then I beat her, and then you know she was smiling and she like. Dude, that should have me like smiling <laughs> like a ton so i really like her uh but on the tennis like on the tennis court like she's so dumb but oh and it's sad because she's really talented like she has a, a huge power uh on on the rally her serve is like kind of decent but uh she's uh you know the, the physicality is decent etc it's not a whole marta kostiuk uh, marta is like very physical very skillful but very brain dead uh, so it kind of balances it off she's, she's a good player she could be great all right that's abu dhabi uh here we go we ha i actually have the main draw konta will play Zhuai zhang dude the way she lost to Zhuai zhang and i had a i'm sorry i'm sorry i uh me fucking mic <laughs> I had a bet on Kontavit in the in the in Cincy against Zhuai Zhang and she lost. I think she won the first set. I'm so I'm I'm super sure she won the first set and lost in, in three. The thing is, I know this doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't really make a ton of sense. But Zhuai Zhang is way more like brain dead on on uh, on on indoor surfaces than she is like when she plays on on a hardcore surface. I know it makes very little sense, but. Um, but uh, like every single time I watch her play, ever since Leon in 2021, ever since uh, she played the uh, like Angels in 2020 and you know etc etc like her matches indoors are way more like retarded like the way she plays. Maybe it's because there's no air I don't know but her shot selection is weird like very weird like she'll shoot it wide without like even being pressured like there's no pressure points etc she'll just do the the messiest stuff ever. And then you know, I see her play Marthik in, in the in, in the AO etc. She's playing composed, sort of maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just me like making stuff up in my head. I don't know. Um, either way, obviously I'll fail with uh, <laughs> with my favorite player Arant Kontavit, even though Kontavit is playing some awful tennis lately. Uh, there's no way I'm passing up on that prize. I think she's like minus minus one fifty right now. Uh, Kostik plays Sori. Sori Sistea, man, like dude. I, I love her, but uh, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like she could have way more success, uh, uh, like at the moment. But obviously, she's super seasoned, man. Like when I say seasoned, Sori Sistea is the player you'll think about. She's super seasoned on tour. She's been here for a, like a long time, man. A huge like uh, since, dude. She's been here a decade, you know, almost two. I feel like she's like I feel like she's, she's getting forty years old. So she's a seasoned veteran. She knows her thing. She's a great player. 
I think she could have more success this year, like the way she's playing. Uh, I know she lost to Pitensova in, uh, in Adelaide or something, can't really remember. Maybe the AO? I have zero, like, I can't remember. But I faded her that day. And I felt lucky. I felt lucky that Pitensova won. I felt really lucky. So I think she can. She can do stuff this season, and I really hope so. Again, Kostiak, uh, really great. But the moment her head is out of the window, she's losing. Like there's no, there's no arguing with that. And uh, if her head is out of the window on on, on Monday or Tuesday, whatever they play, I think Sori wins it. Uh, but then again, I really think Kostik should be a favorite because Sirstea's uh, uh, form is not close to to Kostik's form, and solely due to that, I think Kostik should be a favorite. Uh, and if she, if she is, I'll fail her, obviously. There's there's just too much uh, too much value on you know on a talent like Sori like on a seasoned player like that. Obviously, I'll take her. It's like uh, I keep saying Serena Williams and Ashbody, but I need like I need a comparison. And uh, you know, if I have a seasoned veteran playing against a youthful player, that's kind of stupid sometimes on court. I'll be happy to take any any underdog price on the seasoned player. Like experience is huge, man. Like it's really it's really big. If you have an experienced player, uh, no matter how old they are, etc., uh, I feel like there's always a value on them. And if if they are a huge underdog, uh, I'll definitely take a stab. The rest of the main draw is uh, Pliskova versus Muguruza. I think uh, a ton of people are. Overreacting here. I think I know that the, the draw for Mugu is is really shit every single time, and I know Pliskova. Like even if this was in their informed days, Pliskova she's like ten and one. I don't know ten and two against uh, Muguruza. Head to head doesn't matter for me, but I'll say this: Pliskova is as in as informed as Muguruza is for me. Like to me, they're both informed, like totally informed. So this like this head this this draw is perfect I think I think Pliskova and Mugrutha should play each other because let's say uh, Mugrutha played uh, Kontavit she'd lose Mugrutha played uh, Collins she'd lose Mugrutha played Ostapenko she'd lose because all of those are way 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 more informed Pliskova maybe let's say Elise Mertens because Mertens is not you know as informed as, as she was let's say like two years. I think Mertens is a decent draw, or Trevisan. But Pliskova, Mertens, Trevisan, they're all like three players that I think are good uh, to be matched with her. Unless we're talking about a qualifier. So I don't think this draw is horrible. I mean, this is this is okay for Muguruza. Uh, obviously, uh, it would have been better if she played a qualifier. But uh, having Pushkova is fine. Either way, she'll have Rybakina afterwards, so you know it's she's still fucked. Like, either way, and uh, even if even if Pushkova wins, Rybakina beats both of them. I'm not being biased. I'm just speaking the truth. Um, I thought Maya plays Pushkova, uh, and uh, I think we saw them play in uh, fuck. I think Canada, Mexico, or something like that. Uh, I'm so dumb at remembering shit. Like. Either way, I just know that uh, that uh, BHM won that match, um, and uh, Bushkova, you know, in Mexico, altitude, etc. It's way harder to play her. 
Abu Dhabi, the altitude isn't crazy. Like, it's, it's it's not crazy, and uh, you know that honestly, every any time you play Bushkova on 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 altitude, it, it gets hard, man. Like it gets super hard. It gets to the point where it's annoying, like, even annoying to play her. And uh, you know, this is great for BHM. I do think she has. Uh, uh, she's a bit overrated on on these courts uh like uh let's say she does play bushkavana on, on an altitude court like dude she's finished but if we're playing you know on, on a regular hard court i think uh bhm should be the favorite obviously and uh let me check yeah she is all right that's cool yeah that makes sense man uh plus plus 110 for for Boskova and uh Minus 154. I don't know. But also play Samsonova. And dude, Samsonova, like, dude, she had like an 80 set run on the end of, on, on, on the end of September. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, like, dude, like, she's going to be a top 10 player, obviously, like, like 100%. The way, th the way she's been downtrending and, like, her form has been downtrending the last couple of three months is insane. Like, she, ever since, I'll, I'll even pinpoint to when it happened. The day she went and played Alia Tomlanovic and lost after serving for set and having six set points and lost the set and lost and lost the straights, serving for a set with six set points. <laughs> that day, bro, like that day, it's been downhill, like downhill. I know she does, she wants some indoor tournaments, but like screw that shit. Ever since that day, it's been downhill, dude. And. Uh, yeah, man. Like honestly, if the market keeps giving me like a good price to fade her, I will uh, until she proves me wrong. Like she didn't prove me wrong as Donna Vekic. She didn't prove me wrong as Anisimova. It just proved me right that her, her like her form is getting shit. And uh, obviously, like I really like Samsonova. I think she. Like, I hope she has a good season. Uh, but at the same time, she's playing Badosa, and you know I really hope Badosa has a good season as well. So uh, let's see. Uh, again, two huge servers. Obviously, like in terms of betting markets, like it's a pretty easy one. Like you want to play something like as in a total over in the market. But uh, when it comes to you know Eileen, like as bad as uh, as a record she's had, like honestly, I'll give Badosa the, the the edge fully because at least she has a decent shot selection. Like she's she's actually showing that she can hit shots and not miss them. Samsonova, if you give her if you give her a 15 shot rally at the moment, she'll miss it. Like she, she'll lose it. Like dude, losing a shot rally against Anisimova is crazy to me right now because Anisimova is not in shape. I don't mean like weight fits. I mean like tennis tennis shape. She's not in shape, man. And uh, the way she played in Adelaide, like that is ugly tennis, you know. And I had a bet on her, so kind of makes me more frustrated. So I don't know how biased I am, but uh, yeah. Merthas and Trevisan, obviously Merthas is a favorite on Horcourt. Trevisan on Horcourt, a bit getting a bit uh, underestimated at the moment. Like she's proven that she can play on Horcourt. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously Merthas should be a huge favorite, but uh, hmm, at some point, you know, Trevisan she needs to get a bit of respect uh, because she's shown how good she can be on the, on on Horcourt. Uh, she showed it against the. Rosetti, she showed it against Sakari, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to disrespect her anymore, like uh, honestly I, I think I already gave her a bit of more, a bit of respect when she played, I think Kalinskaya I think she played, 
and I don't remember where, but uh, the qualies for some tournament. So she kept it really, really, really close that day, and uh, she's shown she's not just a clay, clay vulture. Colors and Ostapenko. All right, that's a crazy one. Uh, I can't remember if they played. Like I can't, can't remember a match if they played. But uh, this is a crazy matchup. Again, Rybakina beats Collins in the Australian uh, Australian Open. The deficit of points Collins suffered from that was huge. And uh, that day, I, I had a bet on Rybakina, obviously. But a part of me said, like, a part of me in my mind said, like, Daniel Collins does not want to lose this match. Like, the, 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 the rankings she'll drop is insane. She'll go from, like, 12 to, to 45. Uh, yeah, she's like 40 right now. Obviously, uh, Rybakina is better than Collins, way better. Uh, and then, I don't even think Collins did like 110% that much, but... Uh, the motivation part is a huge factor for me. And a huge factor for players and how they perform. Just take Lesia Tsurenko today against Andrescu. She knew that if she won, she'll be in the top 100. If she doesn't win, she'll not be in the top 100. The difference of being in the top 100 and not being in the top 100 is huge. Like, I, I, know, you, I know most of you know this, but, um, you know, being in the top 100, you're automatically qualified for a slam. When she pulls up to France, she won't play qualies. She'll be in the main draw. Like, the difference is insane. Like, the, there's, there's a huge difference in being in the top 100 and being, like, I don't know, 104, 105, 106. So Sorenko will play her balls, like she'll play her, her heart out. And uh, yeah, Collins, you know, 40 is not that bad. I think she wants to be more, you know, she wants to get back to, I don't know, top 25 at least. So uh, during these months, Abu Dhabi, Doha, no, I'm sorry, she won't play Doha, but you know what I mean, like Indian Wells, etc, etc. I think she'll have to, or she won't to play tremendous tennis. So motiv motivational part, I think there's like there's going to be a huge, huge motivation for her. And uh, uh, you know, when it comes to her tennis, we know how good it can be. We also know how bad it can be. But um, I don't see her giving this up to Ostapenko easily at all, at all, for sure. Well, those are the the small sample of main draw I have. The others will come on, on Monday when qualifiers ends. On Collins end. Uh, in terms of uh, lens, I'm not going to over. I'm not going to go over the qualies there. Uh, and I don't really have a main draw, so there's nothing much I can say. What I will say is, uh, a, a lot of ITF players here uh, that uh, I or we follow a ton. A couple are, uh, uh, you know, Kraus, Mazarova, uh, Basalos Ribeira. Um, Bad, those are actually like <laughs> not a ton more. Uh, Rakimova, I guess, is an ITF player. A ton of players here in qualies. Noha, the German player, the 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 one that was <laughs> dominating the German field for like uh, I don't know a whole year last year, is in here as well. They're all four great players. However, indoors, none of them are really like great. None of them. Kraus sucks indoors. Simia sucks indoors. She's great when it comes to clay. She sucks indoors. She's bad hard, like on a hard, on a hard court, and she's great on the clay court. So I mean, she stands zero chance against Garacheva. Um, 
what else? MBR is great on every court. Clay court, hard court, she's great. Noha is decent on, on these courts. She's great on clay. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, none of them, except MBR, will actually play on the main draw. Uh, except uh, Rakimova. She has an easy path for now. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen the, 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 the second round of qualities. I'm only seeing the first round. Uh, as well as Clara Towson, uh, she's playing the, the qualities. So she should be in the main draw as well. Uh, so if I'm if I'm just going to quickly say who's going to be in the main draw based on this uh, Mazarova, Dawson Oof, Pavi and Kuzmova, Pavi and plus 140 is, uh, is nuts Like as much as she's been Hmm <laughs> Actually she's playing Kuzmova Yeah, that's an interesting matchup. I mean uh... Let's say Pavi was in form. Like, like, let's be honest, let's be real. She came back to tour like three months ago, man. She hasn't played for like a whole year since then. Uh, and, you know, she played absolutely shit against Georgi. And, uh, you know, unless she's uh, been practicing for like two weeks straight since then, I'm praying, you know, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't deserve to be a favorite here. So that's, that looks about right. Um, actually, Linz. For being a 250 is, is getting uh, really interesting to me. Uh, I can't wait to see the main draw. And, uh, I said this will be a short episode if it doesn't feel like a short episode. So I'm going to wrap it up quickly. When I see the main draw for Linz and when I see the where the qualities end up, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely do another episode. This was just me ranting per usual. I fucking uh, should stop doing this shit uh but some of you like it some of you some of you send me some text messages saying i ran too much uh i hope you guys enjoyed this one anyway um did do i miss anything yeah the davis uh davis cup thing the quality's playing this week honestly i didn't even for a single match uh, i was watching public and jerry this uh this afternoon a bit and i was watching dan evans uh play this colombian kid uh, and again, the BJK, Davis Cup, the atmosphere is insane, and I love it. I love the atmosphere. So, I mean, uh, it's an entertaining thing to watch. Uh, it's, it's a betting thing, market-wise, competitive thing. Uh, definitely competitive, definitely entertaining, but that's about it. Uh, in terms of, you know, if you want to play some bets, I want to recommend it highly. Like the shit that happens, like the the weird shit that happens that you don't expect whatsoever. I mean, at least you're expecting some shit like on tour and Davis Cup. I don't know, man. Like you'll have uh, you'll have you know, uh, fucking Hungary beats France, and uh, yeah, man, you're not <laughs> not really expecting that shit. All right, uh, how long has this shit been? Uh, it's been forty five minutes. Uh, as I said, and I'm not going to promise it, but uh, Monday morning, I think I'll have something shortly recorded on my phone quickly when I see the main draw for both uh, both tournaments. Uh, I'll go over some matchups as well, uh, a bit thoroughly, and uh, I'll have another episode like midweek to discuss the round two and quarterfinals. Alrighty, uh, I hope y'all have an, uh, an awesome awesome day and uh 
I guess this is Saturday, so if you listen to Sunday, it's probably another weekend for you. So enjoy your weekend as well. Cheers, everyone.